Well, we want to thank Livestock Risk Management Partners of Minneapolis and 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Uh, we're uh, This show, we're calling it Road Tripping with Andy Kretzinger. Andy, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. We are heading to uh, Gilbertville, uh, I think. Yep, Gilbert, Gilbertville. Gilbertville to watch Don Bosco uh, host the Winfield Mount Union Wolves, the number one team in the state. <laughs> that uh, for some reason we have to drive a long ways to see them play. Yeah, but, it sure is. It's that uh, that whole alphabet. You know, they have the alphabetical rule, which I think is a good rule normally. But I because it's you know if you're undefeated district champion against undefeated district champion, which technically Don Bosco is because they lost non-district. Then they just do alphabetical one year and backwards alphabetical the other. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, but they could have. What they should have done was not put a team with the alphabetical uh, yeah. eliminator up against Wake or Winfield because they're number one. Yeah, well, and this is the first year that the <coughs> athletic association started doing their rankings, so you'd think that they could take their rankings. It's their own the, rankings. The girls do that with the volleyball and say, "Well, whoever's ranked highest hosts." But I don't. I'm ranking. not so sure it's going to make all that much a difference. Uh, uh, I think if Winfield wins, it'll actually be more fun than it's on the road because you're going to a place that's seen a lot of winning, you know, at Don Bosco, and it'll be a more special feeling. I remember when New London made this made the dome. They were up in. Uh, they were actually at Iowa Valley, but they had to win at Gladbrook and then Iowa Valley, and it just kind of felt more special because you were in a different place, you know. Uh, I've got to have that big celebration. So I think it'll be more special. If well, now that you mention that Iowa Valley, uh, let me ask you a little bit. Iowa Valley and BGM, 78-77 first round. Yeah. Have you ever been at a, a game like that? No, I haven't been like that. I, so when I was in uh, middle school, I went to watch Russell play against Melcher Dallas. And that was the only eight-man game that I had been to. Sheraton didn't play that weekend or they were on the road or whatever and so we went to watch him and it was about uh final score was about 68 to 30 or something like that and I thought that was crazy uh and then I watched Waco and New London had like a 60 to 55 game or something like that uh a few years ago went to dribble over time but uh and then Washington Mount Pleasant had a had a game like that too but uh, not 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 too often you get over 70. Yeah, yeah, and then the one-point win, I mean. Well, um, what do you know about this year Don Bosco team? So Don Bosco is uh, a little bit like the teams that Winfield has been playing. Uh, Winfield started with Belle Plaine and, um, and Moravia, and the thing that they had in common was their quarterback was also their leading rusher, and at Don Bosco, uh, uh, they have Caden uh, Knack is his name, K-N-A-A, C-K is a senior, uh, he's th- only thrown for 617 yards, so they don't throw the ball very often. But he has rushed for uh, almost 1,600 yards, and the team has rushed for over 3,000 yards. So I would imagine uh, that Don Bosco's going to... The, the early plan is run, run, run. I'm guessing they probably uh, hand it off, uh, either hand it off to Ben Ballou, their, uh, their leading... Or sorry, uh, to uh, um, their, their main running back. Ben Blue's their receiver. And then they probably have the quarterback run a lot of naked bootlegs or read options or stuff like that. Yeah, that that's how that's how it kind of reads to me looking at the stats. Uh, and they're really good defensively. So I would actually bet this is going to be a defensive game. There's going to be a lot of running the ball. 
and it's going to be pretty low scoring. Uh, I think the BC Moore has Winfield by like 16 to 18, I think, right? So I'm looking for, you know, Winfield, a good day for Winfield is if they come out here and score 26 points and, and well, hold Don Bosco to just a couple of touchdowns. Well, the uh, uh, computer rank and I heard about has them uh, winning the game by 16 points to yeah. Winfield Mount Unions, although the Iowa sports with the Z uh, has Don Bosco winning, uh, uh, but um, he's making all their predictors uh, going to make a fool out of himself for that yeah. one. Yeah, well, I heard that they, they did they say on the show that they thought the Camp Buffington wasn't playing. No, I didn't say that. Oh, they didn't. I just wonder if the, if the they thought that if the guy the, since the guy on the show is not the guy that makes the picks. Uh-huh. They have a guy that makes the picks at each level, kind of a Scotty Melvin type. Uh, yeah. Although Scotty Melvin is predicting a running clock in this game. Oh yeah. But anyway, I, I, I did watch the one. Uh, I watched Don Bosco play Waco, yeah. and uh, the first half of that game, maybe the first three quarters of that game, Waco was winning. And, yeah, uh, you said they were running over them, basically. The at the beginning half. of the game, they really were. I mean, the first two times they touched the ball, just marched it right down there, ran all over them and punched it in. Yeah. And it was up, you know, 14 to 6 or something like that, you know. Then the next time they got the ball, they just pounded it right down into the uh, red zone and kind of sputtered. Yeah. And then they did it again, you know. Um, but it wasn't running the ball that was having any success against the Waco Warriors. It was... At the end of the game, they just started throwing the ball deep passes. Yeah. And they had a kid that just, like Lightning, I think it's the brother. It's the other of this quarterback. Yeah, they have, yeah. A, they have Kyler, I think is his when name. He just, and, and, you know, it was it was a passing game that they didn't really get a lead until late. And then I don't know what happened. I don't think, uh, I think they said that uh, it was like a 20 to nothing second half for Don Bosco. Yeah, so, it sounded like it totally flipped. But um, Waco, you know, they Waco was way bigger than they were. Yeah. And they were pushing them around and shoving them around, and yeah. they got frustrated, and they got some penalties oh, and really? some unsportsmanlike conducts, and, you know, they just played a little unsettled and made some mistakes. And, and uh, um, so the team that could get rattled, you know. Yeah, that, that would be – well, I mean, Winfield, just like Waco, is pretty good at volleyball, and, in fact uh, – Last week, there were a couple times when uh, when Buffington had the ball and he was running through people where I saw a couple kids kind of make business decisions where instead of going right at him, they kind of, <laughs> they kind of stepped to the side, you know. I'm sure that Don Bosco will be like stuff, that. Huh? But yeah, a little old way stuff. Like, I don't want to be the guy who tackles this guy. So uh, I would say if, if – if, so Cam got a little bit banged up last week. I think that they – someone said that they announced it a couple of the other games when they were announcing the scores that he got – Injured, and I would definitely say more. He got banged up a little bit. You know, it was. Oh, it wasn't like he got carried off the. Scotty Mellon described it as a twisted ankle or yeah, something like that. Yeah, either a twisted ankle or. According but, to according to Coach McCarty, and I can say this now because yeah. uh, no one's going to be able to use this against him. Yeah. But he says Buffington's playing. Yeah. And he's going to be fine. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure he'll so, get the ball a lot. Now, one thing that Coach McCarty said at the end of last uh, week's game, so. They didn't have a lot of uh, success throwing the ball, so they did give Cam Buffington a lot of carries in the first half, which, and he didn't end up playing much in the second half. But he said he's got to watch that, basically. That he's got to mix it up. He can't just be giving it to him over and over and over again and letting him get you know, banged up and stuff. So I think the X factor for Winfield's offense is uh, for the passing game to get flowing. It just was a little tiny bit off last uh, 
last game, uh, Abe Ed Abram Edwards had a uh, touchdown ca a catch from his little brother. So they did have one, but they usually have more. So uh, I'd say Jake, Jake Edwards, the quarterback, is probably the uh, X factor on offense. And then defensively, uh, th this is the big thing. It was last week, last week uh, between Abram Edwards and Cooper Buffington and Cole Milks, the quarterback had no time to even think. And so, so that'll be the, the big thing is, is, is Winfield going to be able to rush this Nat kid, take him down, you know, force him to make bad decisions, or is Don Bosco going to be able to block a little better uh, and get it to their playmakers? So I thought Winfield Mountain last week was more impressive defensively, and so that's why I think if they win today, I think it's going to be a, uh, a defensive effort that, that wins it. Yeah, well, um, what Don Bosco did have uh, that was pretty undeniable with some really good players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do they have, you know, the overall talent all the way around? I don't know about that. But they have some game changers yeah. uh, uh, out there, and uh, they'll have to contain uh, those guys. But the problem is, if you really can shut them down, then they might be able to throw the ball. But um, I was told against Moravia, uh, I know uh, one of their, Thock Morton for one, uh, is a great athlete that they got. Uh -huh. uh, but they weren't able to get up over the top on them. Were you there? Uh, at the, yeah, uh, I was at the game, and they they, the game. they weren't able to pass the ball. And the big reason they weren't able to pass the ball was because there was just th there was no time to think. So he had to, you know, he had to scramble around and throw one up basically. But and it wasn't that Winfield was blitzing extra guys. It was that the the guys on the defensive line were just getting through. Especially Abr Abram Edwards. He was on the quarterback all uh, all night. Well, Abram Edwards, you know, we're not talking about him as blocking ability, and, uh -huh. and, and uh, um, it's hard to believe that, you know, kind of overshadow him, or so just not mention him enough, but he's he's a, a, a going to be a huge, you know, yeah. the, the Twin Towers, or whatever you want to call it, that uh -huh. they've got. He's a big, big, big part of this. Yes. But his uh, a younger brother, Jake, uh, is a quarterback. Uh, you know, I know you've seen him play several times this year. Um, what about his decision making? What about his timing? Uh, uh, what about his ability to read the defense and, and find the open guy when the primary receiver isn't open? Uh, uh, what do you think of Jake Edwards and how important is he going to be to them winning or losing today? Uh, he'll, he'll be a he'll be the a huge uh, a huge part of it. And yeah, I've been so he'd only gotten picked off two times. He, he I saw a rare interception on the very first play last week, but it was a one-handed leaping interception and. If the kid wouldn't have made such a good play, it probably would have been a touchdown uh, pass to Abram on the on the first play. So, but <laughs> what Jake does well, first off, he's kind of a gunslinger. He he can he can just sling it downfield, and you know he, he kind of is able to play with a little reckless abandon when it comes to that. They do do a lot of deep balls because they can run the ball so well, and then he he knows how to uh, scramble out and just get the yards that he needs to get. He, he's a pretty quick kid. Uh, he kind of has like a like Drew Tate vibes back when Drew Tate used to play for the Hawkeyes and he wasn't a run first quarterback but he would he could sling it downfield and then when he needed to he could just kind of scramble off to, to one side or the other so he'll be a big part of it today um not only with his arm but but uh but I'm guessing that he's probably gonna have to make some moves with his uh, feet tonight well uh what about Carter Lloyd um uh he's a player that gets a little uh uh, not talked about enough, uh, but he's a big contributor. What do you what do you feel like his role is going to be? And you think there'll be a time when he makes a tackle or something, or or in the right place at the right time for something good to happen? 
maybe he could be a big uh, uh, key to this game. Yeah, actually, uh, so Carter uh, actually uh, was uh, one of the, the player interviews after the uh, the game last week, and he, he he's great. He's good in the passing game. You know, he's, he's a speed receiver. But I really like him as a defensive back. You know, he, he was in there knocking down passes. Not even knocking them down. He, he almost came up with two or three interceptions. He just didn't. He had a couple that, you know, kind of bobbled, and he, he didn't get a hold of it. But in the games that I've seen him play, it seems like he's always jumping in front of the pass. He's always beating his the guy you know his uh, the receiver he's covering he's always got a, a step uh, on the kid so I would say he, he'd be if, if I was going to pick one person to get an interception today it's definitely going to be Carter Lloyd and he had a couple that were I mean just just off the fingertips or you know bobbled couldn't get it last week or he could add some uh, some big plays and so uh, you know Don Bosco doesn't throw it much just started last uh, last week and if they're going to be bombing it downfield Carter's probably going to be the the kid that's around the ball the most for the Winfield defense. Well, uh, Cole Milks or Smooth as Silk, yeah. I like to call him. Uh, uh, he's a big part of this thing, and um, you know, if one of somebody goes down, he can he can certainly pick up the slack. Yeah. And uh, uh, he's great in the backfield, and he's made some big time interceptions, and he's carried the the, the rock for some big yards this year. What about uh, Smooth as Silk, Cole Milks? Yeah, his big. Uh, contribution offensive this year is that they can give him those little trap you know uh they can uh get, get buffington out wide and edwards out wide and you think it's going to be a pass and and they could just slip him up uh past the defense and he's bursted out some big runs he's had you know he's their second leading rusher this year and uh coming off of a year when he played quarterback pretty much every game last year it's been pretty impressive to see what he can do in the running game uh, and he's a little bit of a switch up, you know, uh, because when you're giving it to Cam, you're watching him run over people. And Cole is definitely more uh, finesse, run around people, you know, speed to the outside, and all of a sudden he's off, kind of like lightning. So, uh, uh, so yeah, Cole's been huge. Actually, when when I heard that Jake Edwards was going to be the quarterback this year, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, I wonder what Cole Milk is going to do since he, you know, was the quarterback last year. But that's been a really good uh, switch up that now he's able to use his legs so much more as a running back. Well, is there anything else about this game in particular you wanted to talk about? Uh, the one thing I would say is that we talked a lot about how good Winfield's been. The one big advantage that Don Bosco has, besides being at home, is that Don Bosco's pretty much in these uh, quarterfinals every single year. So not necessarily these kids, but just with the, the program is used to it. It's, you know, you think that the nerve for the uh, Winfield Valley Union kids might be a little higher than the, than the nerve for the Don Bosco kids because... One, they're not, they shouldn't be expected to win. And two, they go to a school where where this uh, this happens all the time. They're always in this game. So, in fact, the, it's almost been a down couple of years for Don Bosco not going to the Dome every year. So, uh, so I would say uh, the first quarter, maybe the first half of the first quarter is key for Winfield Mount Union just to, uh, just to throw a couple punches and, and not not let things get crazy uh, with the nerves of playing all the way up here. And I think if they do that, I think that Winfield will be fine. I, I think as the game goes on, I think Winfield will probably be be more and more fine as it goes on, too. Well, uh, just on a personal note about Winfield Mount Union, and I've really been paying attention to football for the last three years, uh -huh. you know, and uh, literally um, as fine a football team as I've seen. Yeah. Uh, where do they rate for you? Uh, they're great. They're great kids, and I like uh, 
I like when you see the the good athletic classes kind of come up. You know, I remember hearing about this senior class when they were in middle school, you know, <laughs> their basketball team, their football team. And so it's cool to watch them build the program back up. <laughs> you know, I before this last couple years, uh, there hadn't been a playoff team in, uh, you know, four or five years for Winfield. And I still remember how it ended. The last time Winfield Mount Union had a really good team, they had... Uh, Oh, Bryce Robeson and Sam Jennings uh, and uh, and uh, Zach uh, Lewis and and it, they lost it on like a 40-yard field goal. And I remember the one thing we knew about Lynn Vilsella was that their kicker was super, super good. And I remember watching that kid line up for the long field goal. And my wife was with me and said, "Well, I'm sure a high school kid can't make that." And he just, you know, kicked it right through. And that was the last time that Winfield was was kind of in a situation where we thought they might go to the dome. So I think that this team has all the uh, uh, potential in the world, and it's cool that Coach McCarty's still the coach of this team, you know, just like he was back then. So uh, this could be a, a special night, I think, for Winfield. Well, uh, we got a little surprise for you, Andy. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you have been a key and critical uh, part of not just the, the football, but, you know, the basketball and the baseball and been a big part of what we've been doing for the last three years, and we're going to name you uh, Round Guy Radio Man of the Year. How about oh, that? I like that. Man of the Year. That sounds good. That's the first time I've ever been Man of the Year. Thank you. Well, um, you, you definitely earned it and deserved it. Uh, uh, you just work so hard, and you and with the kids that you got, and, and you still find time to come on and talk to our listeners, and you're a, a, a great voice, and you know... Uh, uh, so much about it yeah. uh, what's going on here critical to our listeners and uh, on behalf of Scotty Melvin and me we uh, would like to name you round guy man of the year and uh, you definitely earned it well, this is uh, a little bit of the pregame show for the uh, Winfield Mount Union Don Bosco game there's a trip on the line to uh, to the state tournament the winner here is only four teams left yeah, we're in the grade eight now. Yeah, uh, and uh, I we're looking know. to we're looking to get somebody into the dome here. Yeah. We got two shots with Meepo uh, tomorrow, but uh, do you have any any thoughts on uh, uh, our listeners uh, uh, that you've been so good to this year uh, about your your prestigious award that you just got here? Yeah, well, I you know I've really enjoyed being able to talk about games with not only this but also our we started Sappy Stadium Sports Talk last year. Because for so many years, all I really did was was write in the newspaper. That's a little. Sometimes you like just like to chat about it. So it's been kind of nice to chat about it, and talk, and and have more of a dialogue about the games instead of just writing, you know, talking to myself on the newspaper. So it'll be fun. And these are the days that I look forward to when you see, you know, when you see teams reach this point where they might uh, do something historic. So these are the real fun ones. Well, it's a Thursday night football tonight. Friday night, tomorrow, uh, we'll be in Minneapolis. Round Guy Radio tries to get out there and uh, give you everything that we can. I don't want to get it all to you, but we give you uh, uh, our best shot at it every week. And uh, you've been a great uh, uh, partner for Round Guy Radio. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much.